The clock on the wall said it was nearly four o'clock in the afternoon, which meant I'd been there for about twelve hours. I came as soon as I heard. I'd gotten the call from Grand's next-door neighbor, Mrs. Ivy, at 8.30 Saturday night. I'd been in my sublet apartment in Chicago, pulling on my pajama bottoms. The ones optimistically printed with sheep jumping over fences. And surfing the on-demand cable TV menu for a movie I could stand to watch which isn't as easy as it sounds now that I've grown bored with revenge movies. I've been bloodthirsty for nearly twelve months, and I consider it a sign of progress that I've moved beyond wishing the horrible, painful, humiliating things portrayed on the screen would happen to my ex-husband. Still, I can't stomach romances. All those happily ever afters make me want to hurl. I can't stand movies about friends, either, because the woman I'd caught in my bed with my husband had been my very best friend, my high school BFF, my college roommate, the maid of honor at my wedding, who'd helped me pick out the very linens she was lying under my husband on. So anyway, I was surfing for a quirky independent film, or maybe an action-adventure movie, while tugging on my pajama bottoms at a ridiculously early hour in the evening, which I know is a pathetic thing for a 31-year-old single woman to do, alone, on a Saturday night, but then I'm apparently no better at being single than I was at being married. When the phone rang, I hopped over to the bedside table, one leg in my PJs, one leg out. The area code was Southern Louisiana, but I didn't recognize the number. Hope, said a wavering falsetto. It's Eunice Ivy, your grandmother's neighbor. A cement block of alarm hit my chest, sinking me to the edge of the bed. I've already talked to your Uncle Eddie, and he asked me to give you a call, she said. Heaviness pressed on my clavicle, constricting my airflow. I immediately feared the worst. What happened? Your grandmother fell. My free hand covered my mouth. Oh, no. Yes, I'm afraid she did. Her new neighbor on the other side, he's Griff and Peggy Armand's widowed son-in-law. He moved to wedding tree a few months ago with his two children. He bought the old Henry place. He's a very nice man, and... My grandmother. I interrupted. What's happened to my grandmother? That's what I'm trying to tell you, she said, her southern accent maddeningly slow. Matt Lyons, that's his name, the name of the new neighbor, saw Adelaide's shed door open, which was unusual. It wasn't even the day that Mr. Pickens comes to mow her lawn. And anyway, he's very conscientious and wouldn't just leave the door ajar, so he went over to check. He knocked at the front door. He's very polite, this Matt Lyons, but Adelaide didn't answer, so he went around back to the shed, and that's when he found her. My palm was so sweaty the phone started to slip. I tightened my fingers around it. How is she? Well, she fell. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yes, but what... was she... I couldn't bring myself to think, much less actually say the words. It was a telephone call a lot like this one that had brought me the news about my mother. I shouldn't have answered the phone. I thought wildly... If I hang up, maybe it won't have happened. I wanted to hit the end call button. I wanted it so badly I could practically hear the dial tone, but I didn't. I couldn't. What happened? That's what I'm trying to tell you, Mrs. Ivy repeated. 
So tell me already. For God's sake, just tell me. But another part of me wanted her to continue her conversational meandering, to put off the facts as long as possible. He found her lying on the floor of the shed. She continued. Apparently she hit her head and fractured some ribs. A flashlight beam of hope gleamed through my fear. People don't talk about fractured ribs if someone's dead, do they? How, uh, how is she? Well, pretty bad. But she's alive? Yes. I lay back on the bed, relief melting my bones. The ambulance came and took her to the hospital. Mrs. Ivy continued, I have the key to her house, so I went in and got her insurance card, then took it to the hospital. You know how hospitals are about getting the paperwork right. They don't want to do anything unless they...